What's going on you guys and welcome to the very first episode of Real Estate Unscripted. So my name is Matt Hornaday, I'm your host and then we've got my co-host David White over here and we are the owners of HWRE Group based out of Boca Raton, Florida. And today we're gonna give you guys a little bit of our background, how we got into real estate, um, where we transitioned our business to, and, and really where we see over time, we'll show you guys like where we see the real estate market going. Um, so sit back and enjoy. All right, wanna well, toast it up to get started? Let's do. Cheers, my man. Cheers. So, definitely good. Let me get in my position. <laughs> So anyway, um, to give you guys a little bit of details, uh, I got into the real estate business back in 2017. Um, David's been a friend of mine since I moved down to Florida in 2013. We met, yeah, we met 2013 at, um, at our CrossFit gym. But uh, we've been boys since then. And so he's been, he's heard all the background stories of why I left corporate and got into real estate. And then over time, like, thank God, I was able to convince him to also leave corporate and get into real estate. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so like for us, it was, for me specifically, like I had been building my business from 2017 on to uh, 2020. And over that time period, I was doing everything on my own. I started my own team. I had three agents working with me. And what I realized over that time period is, one, it wasn't working. Um, I didn't have the ability to work my business and manage this team of agents, right? I started dedicating more time to managing them than I was to my clients, and I ended up negatively impacting my business. So I shut that down back in, I believe that was at the end of 2019, early 2020. And I told myself, you know what? Maybe the team route's not the way to go. I'm just gonna be an individual agent for the rest of my life. But um, that's not really the way to make real estate a business. And so I was talking to uh, another friend and he kept on encouraging me, saying, Matt, like, if you're really gonna do this real estate thing, what you need to do is you need to build a team. And you need to do this, you need to do that. And I said, yeah, that sounds cool. The only way I'll ever do it again is if I can get my boy David to join me. And the reason behind that was like, I know David, like I said, we've been friends for 10 years. I've known David, I know David's background. Um, you know, he's been a director of operations. He's built multi-million dollar companies. And so I knew where I lacked was a major strength of his. And so like back in 2020 was where I started just kind of planting the seed for him, right? Like we talk all the time. And so I told him that same conversation that I had was that like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna make it bigger, I needed him by my side. And um, at the time it was just like, a, okay, I'm open to listen to what you gotta say, but I ain't doing that shit, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so it took more wooing. <laughs> and, um, and obviously, as you guys know, in 2020, uh, COVID hit. So there was a, a, a big shift in things and crazy enough, like, and for a lot of top agents, like. 2020 ended up being one of our best years ever, right? Like for me, what I ended up doing was just trying to, um, just really, I ended up almost burning myself out. So I really needed this guy's help at the end of that year. But um, I just capitalized on what was going on in the market and just kept on executing and, and had my best year to date at that point in time. Um, but I knew at the end of that year that I could not continue at that pace and I would probably 100% burn out 
if I didn't bring my business partner into play. And so um, it was it was an inspection. The first day that David joined me was an inspection in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and we ended up closing that deal in 2021. But um, over that time period, he got to see a little bit of the background of what was going on in real estate. And that's, that's you know, what I wanted and what I needed him to see. And then over time, we were able to kind of get to that point of, of him considering joining in real estate. So um, I needed it. It was awesome. But from your perspective, David, like what made you decide that this was something that you could at least consider? Well, first, we should go back a little bit. You not only were you... Um you know, building a company, well, building your own business and building a book of business and doing really well. You also, at the brokerage you were at at that time, were like the best of the best, right? Like awards after awards, they had, at one point, they had to start making up names of awards to give to (laughs) them. Like, I don't know, you've got all this, so we're just gonna call this one, "Mm, what sounds better than this one? (laughs) The awesomest award. (laughs) I have never seen this award and it's awarded to you because no one's ever created it. Um, So he's always doing really well. And just outside of Matt and I being um, really good friends, our families are connected as well, really deep. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we've been able to, you know, the support of, you know, our significant others um, and both of their professions, they're experts in their professions as well. And we're just able to leverage that. And, you know, that's, you know, part of making us who we are today as well. You know, Um, you know, that is 100 percent correct in terms of like initially as like, there's no way in the world I'm going to be a realtor. <laughs> You're not going to catch me doing that. I wasn't um, even his listing agent for the first couple no, of years. <laughs> so, I like, remember because he, he's my friend. So I remember the whole time he's doing real estate and, you know, talked to my wife and it, we just kept saying, I know Matt's doing well, but, you know, this guy, you know, came to our house a long time ago. You know, this other <laughs> agent that we're actually partners with right now. He's one of our business partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that but you know matt started doing this thing and doing what matt does and um you know and it was also ignorance to us we didn't know the difference between one real estate agent versus another we just um, initially thought that years in the business and that was very naive right right somebody what i now know someone can have 30 to 40 years in the real estate business um and still not be an expert at it still not be able to, you know, move through a contract and through uh, relationship building conversations you know, to get a deal done. So, but to back up, yes, my background is, you know, entering a company, um, restructuring it, reorganizing it. Um, what I love to do and who I am is I'm someone who loves helping people. It's my love language. It's, it's um, um, what's organic to me. I enjoy helping people. And so I think that that's what appealed to me most about real estate. Um, I made a living coming into organizations, you know, mentoring people who, um, you know, also had families and, you know, needed growth plans and things of that nature. And I was really fulfilled. I think 2020 for all of us moving forward, fast forward a little bit, you know, for everyone who was fortunate to have a job in 2020, you were most likely, you know, aggressively working your behind off. I I did a study on my day to day, my month to month and quarter over quarter. And at the time when I was speaking with Matt, I was averaging about... 80 calls a day, 102 hours a week of work. Um, text messages were hundreds of them. Emails, my inbox was, I think, 150 to 300 a day. Um, whether they're extremely critical or not, it was just something you had to filter through. And I loved what I was doing because um, overall, I was helping people and I was helping keep a company grow, especially during times of COVID where um, you know, you're not thinking outside the box. You know, Unfortunately, you're at home on unemployment and not being able to you know, um, you know, provide for your family. 
and um, I just got to this point. Our children are exactly the same ages as well. And so I, I got to a point where I just wanted to be a lot more intentional in my children's lives. And so I said, you know what? You know, let me move out of the comfort zone and you know, step out on my own and just start exploring. And Matt's like, hey, before, <laughs> before, you, before you start doing all that, don't forget, I've already touched base with you. So he had already touched base with me. Um, I write down everything, all of my meetings. I actually have it, and um, I actually have it in my, my work bag. And um, I actually know what we talked about during our first meeting. Our first meeting, yep. yeah. And I'm like, what is this, you know, what, is, what are these numbers? What do you mean a percentage of this and a percentage of that? And I remember writing it down and asking all these questions, but still I just didn't want to be a realtor. And it wasn't until, uh, I think, late 2020 when I started noticing, like, um, one, you know, Matt was experiencing something similar to me in terms of, you know, not being able to spend time with the family and kind of being stressed out and overran. And I really didn't have a, a true understanding of uh, on his end how, wh why he was going through that. Um, but either way, he was like, hey, look, you know, we could benefit. You can help me. Um, we could team up X, Y and Z. So, um, yeah, I took it serious. So type of person I am I always like I'm, I'm a process procedure person. And so, you know, I we had a long conversation. I broke down like the different milestones um, in a transaction and uh, we started sharing calendars then mm -hmm. and I started meeting Matt. Yeah, the first place was right around the corner. Um, a particular milestone in his transaction, I just started meeting him at appointments, different ones. And um, I actually started doing my own, my own surveying. Yep. I literally, and I hate to give away our trade secrets, but <laughs> literally was you know would catch um catch matt's clients which we call friends at this point mm -hmm. um i'd catch them you know walking through the house or whatever one-on-one -on -one, and i'd ask them questions at that time you know i'm still working and i'm thinking about joining this industry let me figure out the secret sauce here and it all boiled down to matt's professional he answers his phone he returns text messages and that is it Literally, <laughs> literally, Matt's making a profession, providing for his family, because all he's doing is answering his phone and returning text messages. Um, but more importantly, right, he knows his he knows his product. He knows the industry. He's an expert at that. Right. Um, expert at the numbers in this industry as well. And I was like, wow, really? Is that it's it's that that easy. Um, and then just my personal experience with um, you know, South Florida um, is the land of entrepreneurs, right? There's not made, there's not a lot of major corporations or companies that, you know, are relying on South Florida outside of, you know, tourism and oranges, you know, other than that, you know, everybody we deal with on day to day is, you know, a mom and pop shop that has just grown, multi-million dollar organization. So, um, there are, customer service can be lacking, professionalism can be lacking, and, um, you know, Matt, you know, not being from here, you know, um, organically just, you know, had all those qualities and traits were doing very well. Yeah. And then I started diving in and, and starting to understand like how he was struggling, right? You know, during those times during COVID as well. Um, I mean, we're sitting here in his home where it was being rebuilt and not being able to spend time with his family um, at the same time and just really not having a lot of answers for that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you kind of fast forward maybe one, two, three, maybe, 45, three months in where I'm actually, my first 
weekend uh, as far as a partner oh, and <laughs> I was on vacation <laughs> and I had to tell I was gonna fire him immediately <laughs> because it was um, he just wasn't spending that quality time with his family the way that I know he truly wanted to but at the same time he was also you know we, there's a lot of learns we've had with yeah. one another right with anything right you know, there's a lot of learns back and forth and so um, you know, I told him I got it, I got it, but you know, we part of at that time part of our structure was, you know, inbound calls. It would be new inbound calls and being able to take the call and make it happen. And um, you know, Matt's concern was I just started and inbound calls were coming in mm -hmm. left and right, left and right. And by the time I'd grab him, I'm like, who how that <laughs> who's grabbing the calls, man? And then I look and see Matt's grabbing the calls, so I had to text him like, hey. Stop grabbing the calls and he'd grab it again. You grab one more damn call. <laughs> one more call, dude. That's it. We're done. Like, enjoy your family. I'm going to immediately start taking this over. I'll start handling it. Because, you know, the, the way I am is, you know, with any organization, any structure, I want to know how it is from the very bottom all the way up to the top. It's easy from the top to set goals and here's where we want to be and this is who we are and here's the culture. But, you know, sometimes that, that doesn't trickle down to the bottom. The bottom has a different, um, you know, a different perspective on it. And when you start from the bottom and start working that culture from the top end, so, you know, I immediately start, you know, answering the phones, introducing clients, um, introducing myself to them. And um, there, there just was not a lot of barriers to entry, entering mm -hmm. real estate for me just because, um, my experience with previous organizations, and, and this isn't a secret, Florida has a, a far bar contract, which is like the most genius thing in the world. You know, the local, um, you know, the Realtors Association partners up with the board. They create, you know, 11, 12 page document with a lot of riders and add-ons that you can use that primarily is 98% black and white. You just can't change it. Mm -hmm. And um, with my experience with the previous organizations, I'm used to looking at contracts, man, that, you know, are hundreds of pages long, all customized based on, you know, whatever, you know, corporate America team of lawyers have created. And I would have to summarize that contract, you know, and that would be 12 to 13 pages long. And it's all customized, right? So every time you were reviewing a contract, you had to review every single line by line yep. to make sure you didn't miss something. All different jargon, yeah, yeah. all different criteria, different requirements, different durations, different lengths. And you're always retaining that to memory and mm -hmm. retyping a summary page, right, mm -hmm. of all of that. So then when I hit the Florida Far Bar and I study it once and study it twice, nothing's changing except for these fill-in-the-blank spots. I'm like... Oh, this is a blessing in disguise. You know, this this makes it, um, you know, where it, this puts me in a position where, you know, the barrier to entry is, you know, kind of minimal because I was already, you know, my muscle memory is already re ready for, um, you know, a larger volume of workload, you know. And then I just had to immediately um, just, you know, work with Matt and just implement what I'm good at, processes and procedures, right? Mm -hmm. You know, identifying software, identifying people, um, just in kind of teaming up and identifying you know, how do we want to partner? And like what Matt was alluding to a little earlier, you know, strengths and weaknesses. You know, I, um, I organically hate sales. I just dislike being in a position where I have to sell something in order to, um, you know, bring in revenue or get a paycheck, you know? And, um, but I, like I said earlier, I love helping people. Mm -hmm. And so this put me in a position where I could just focus on creating processes and procedures that help people get into homes. And um, ironically, I think when I started off, we ran across a lot of FHA buyers, mm -hmm. which was crazy. So, you know, fast forwarding to like kind of transitioning here from how we met and actually working with one another, you know, transition transition into, you know, some of the first deals that came that came up with our friends who um, 
ended up getting um, you know the property right there off of Turnpike in Fort Lauderdale mm -hmm. that client and um, you know FHA first home time buyers in a uber competitive market right we're in a market where you know you have to you know at least come to the table twenty five thirty thousand dollars above ask if that ask price is a fair ask price right not this inflated price a lot of people get the market kind of confused in terms of um, you know the you know where homes are being sold for based um, in comparison to what they're being listed at so a home that's being listed at fair market value in line with the comps um, you know they were going above mm -hmm. 20 to 30 thousand above and what does that do for FHA buyer right FHA buyer for those who don't know um, it is actually a product or a program that allows people to not have to put as much down so we came up with a you know a proprietary proprietary method right outside of using our professional experience from corporate world mm -hmm. right building relationships on the other end right um Which has been key super key super mm -hmm. key you know you're in this market where um you know the barrier to entry to actually get a real estate license is not that hard i have um, a son who's over the age of 18, two boys over the age of 18, they can get a real estate license. Um, but can they meet people in the different spaces of their life, right? You know, can they have a conversation with an investor who's looking for a $150,000 property or $150 million property, mm -hmm. navigate them through, you know, should they, you know, liquidate their assets or use a 1031, um, also a divorcee or a widower or someone who's relocating. Um, Matt and I just kind of had that, you know, real world experience and so we're able to relate to customers that way and so then also just you know being able to relate to agents so we had some really sweet deals and you know helping agents not work as hard as they had to work <laughs> i.e shut down open houses <laughs> um but you know using that combination and like our proprietary way of how we implement a contract or look at a contract what has been really fulfilling again help in line with my true values of helping people is getting some of the fha people on the under that and being on calls to do that you remember the one at 12 o'clock at night where we won the deal out of in like- the office as we're painting our new office? No, not that one. That's, oh, okay. I mean, we can keep going with tons <laughs> of examples. Um, the one where, the one that we ended up getting a call is FHA deal. We were not the highest mm -hmm. whatsoever. Um, the spouse wrote a letter and did oh, a really yeah, good yeah, job yeah. at writing, yeah. right? And, um, you know... Which technically is not yeah. allowed anymore. Yeah, so it's not like, allowed. It was allowed at that. that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was allowed at that time. We were okay still. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, you know, how I handled it, I came into the open house, I already had everything together. It was um, a very thorough agent who had everything... Uh, the agent had everything they wanted and required all online. And what you find is, you know, a lot of people don't have the work ethic to go through and read all of that. And I've just been programmed to read everything, mm -hmm. right? And so I had all the documents filled out. I had all the little small instructions done, done and done. We really just wanted to see the home and what it looked like. And, you know, standing right in front of her, I just pressed send and said, here's your offer. We're ready to rock and roll. And she was like, but you got to do A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Done. I was like, you didn't check your email. <laughs> you didn't check it. I did all that and blew away. Like, oh my God, every single thing. Did you, oh my God, this is like the best. And she wanted to shut her open house down then too. And um, ultimately we won that contract, but we got that call like at 12 o'clock at night, yeah. you know, celebrating with the family on the other line. You know, the four of us actually, you know, agents are representing both sides and the seller and the buyer all on one line and everyone um, telling one another how much they appreciated the deal. And we were not by far, <laughs> by far the highest, but it was an FHA deal that we were uh -huh. able to get on the contract uh -huh. just using our experience, you know, um, um, both um, personally and, and our previous professional experience, yeah. man. And so... And one of the things, just to jump in, mm -hmm. like 
that when you came in, it's not like when I started real estate, it was a buyer's market, right? Mm -hmm. So we had an abundance of inventory. I could show somebody 10, 15 houses and they could decide which one they wanted from that. Yeah. Versus like when you came in, you came into the shit, dude. Yeah. Like straight 2021, the most ridiculous real estate market yeah. that you're ever going to experience. And it's continued on to 2022 as well. But I mean, we're talking 10 to 20 offers per yeah. property, like one day on the market, you're going significantly above ass. People are waiving inspections, waving appraisals, all this crazy stuff. And this is like, your first glimpse into real yeah. estate. And not only like, not only did you catch on to that quickly, like you were able to execute quickly. So just like that story that you're talking about, if you guys don't know, like, you know, in, in 2021 and in 2020, um, trying to get an FHA buyer under contract when you've got all these cash offers, like mm -hmm. that stuff is hard, man. Yeah. And so that was, that was huge. That was, <laughs> that yeah. was huge. Well, the, the blessing of that as well is you're in the industry a lot longer than me. So for me now, I guess, you know, as I'll be an old whippersnapper, <laughs> that would be like, that's just normal to me. Mm -hmm. So when the market does actually slow down, that's going to be abnormal to me, <laughs> right? Like, what is this? What's happening? And how I do I re-strategize? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, and I, I honestly, you know, now being in the industry, I think back about my first time buying a home. And it's funny when you think about it, um, because there are a majority of Americans still are accustomed to that process where, mm -hmm. you know, we joke and there's certain TV shows where they go around looking at all these properties mm -hmm. and then they sit down and they say, oh, one, you know, one had X, Y, and Z and then cameraman shoots the one and then two <laughs> and three. And I joke and say, in this market, it's like, yeah, so one, nope, sorry, that one's on the contract. <laughs> two, nope, that's on the contract. Three, nope, but that shack over there is for sale. <laughs> and if you want it, you better go get it now. Today, we'll get it done <laughs> for get you. get it done now. So we've all been kind of in that, um, if you bought any property prior to 2019 you know you're used to that oh let me go around and just look and come home and i remember we did the same thing you know my wife and i at the time we weren't married at the time but we we um you know we did invest in our property together and we just sat down at night and we had our nicknames for homes <laughs> and we were like that's the home we'll sleep on it this weekend next week we'll talk about it and then the market isn't isn't that way but also coming in from that third party perspective too um what I, you know, what I also find a lot of value in is, you know, not getting, you know, um, not being involved in the culture of this, of, of real estate initially. So my perspective was so different. So when I, I'm, okay, the market is doing this, right, is doing B, but everyone's still moving in this market and operating in this market as if it was the previous market, mm -hmm. right? In terms mm -hmm. of commission rates, in terms of what you're going to show buyers and not show buyers, in terms of how you negotiate, in terms from a business perspective, where you're investing your funds, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, you're investing on the seller side, the buyer side, both. Are you still farming this way or that way? And from I learned with previous organizations is you have to, you know, you, you always have to evolve. Like if you're not evolving, um, you know, at least semi-annually or annually, um, in this market, we had to involve literally We've been just not doing it this, that long. We've been involving like quarter at a time, hundred percent. You know, and having those hard conversations, like, hey, like you're the expert, you've been killing it. But from my perspective, is mm -hmm. we should not be doing this. So mm -hmm. you know, I recommend that we would do this differently. But here's the reasons why. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I absolutely love with partnering with Matt too is we can just sit 
down and just go back and forth about our perspectives because you know neither one of us will ever want to be right we just want to throw a whole bunch of things on the table (laughs) and just kind of figure out what's the best thing Mm -hmm. and then you know the tiebreaker is let's bounce back to our significant others (laughs) 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 we're too close and let's figure out what's going on and make sure you know but i think some of the adjustments that we made you know in terms of um how when i when i first joined and um you know what the industry was telling me how to look at like percentage rates for mm-hmm. example you know you know why you're showing property buyers properties at you know this particular percentage rate um as opposed to this and that and um my personally you know again i, I chose to join this industry because you know, when I did decide to leave corporate world, I wanted to do something I love to do. You know, everybody says that, right? And But you don't really know too many people who are doing it. And so, you know, part of shadowing you and learning about this industry, I, um, I fell in love with the aspect of helping people, you know? And then all I have to do there is leverage my skill set, right? With building relationships, managing people, processes, and thinking outside the box to do something I love. Mm-hmm. And so when this industry is saying, hey, you should be doing X, Y, and Z, there was a rub for me because it wasn't in line with doing what I love and that's helping people. So um, just not listening to that and using my own perspective and um, you know what I believe right actually has been very comfortable and then also from a revenue standpoint, very rewarding. Exactly. Right? Um, especially with our personal, you know, our team goals that we have, yeah. or our business goals that we have, um, they align with it. And so I was really happy, been really happy about that. Good, good. So um, a couple of things that I wanted to touch on were um, just with you being in the business. One of the things that you mentioned was that a, a deal, right? Like there, so there was there was a point in time, and I'll, I'll start off the conversation. But there was a point in time where you had been told or educated that you shouldn't show a property that is listed at a commission percentage less than the norm, yeah. right? And I just like. It just goes into that whole old school real estate thought process of like, no, you shouldn't because of X, Y, Z. Like, and first and foremost, one, we always got to take care of our clients, right? Yeah. And yep. so if that client wants to see that property, we take them to that property and we make yeah. sure that we get it for them if that's the right one for them, right? And then on top of that, like where we were at, again, this was 2021. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't that much inventory out there. Yeah. So you're gonna eliminate an opportunity <laughs> and really at that point in time, if it was at a lesser commission percentage, it may be a less competitive property, right? Yeah. So now you've got an opportunity to get your client a house that they want mm-hmm. and you, you know, granted you're getting a little bit less commission, but like you have completed the task of securing the right property for the right client yeah. and it's a win and it's possibly even a, a getting it at a we'll call it somewhat of a discount right because yeah. maybe they didn't have to go so far above asking or they didn't have to waive their appraisal contingency right um or maybe they didn't have to protect against their appraisal that much in that yeah. particular situation and it's just like that old school thought like just i remember i was being told that i felt it was a, a very emotional time i sat on that one for like an hour right because it was very emotional for me i felt like my initial feel, because the energy that was coming my way was um, rookie, right? Mm-hmm. Don't show that property. Like, why would you show? Oh, you don't understand because you're just, you're new in this, mm-hmm. right? And so then I felt like that initial, like, dang, you know? And then when I sat down and sat behind my computer screen and just, you know, doing what I do, like just pure business, right? At the end of the day, you know, it, the emotion of, it felt uncomfortable, right? Because I'm representing buyers and a majority of, a majority of um, you know our friends, our buyers, people that we're representing, 
uh, they need a place. Mm -hmm. You know, very little. Um, you know, uh, you know, I would say maybe about fifteen to twenty percent of our our business are investors, and most investors kind of just move based on if the feel is right, if it's in line, if the cap rate's good, X, Y, and Z. But when you have that family who's relocating, mm -hmm. and that family who you know spent years in COVID with their in-laws and X, Y, and Z have been saving and they just want a property. And for me not to show that property, and I'm going to say this out loud, I don't pay attention to commission rates. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what, uh, I'm on a contract now on something. I don't even know what that dollar amount is. <laughs> I, I deal with the finances of the <laughs> team, okay? Like, <laughs> he learned really quick. Hey, what's the commission on that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I have no I'll idea. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I have no idea. But you put it on the contract, right? Yeah. Yeah, the client said they wanted it. So, so like, I, I did. got it for them. That's it. I don't really track the commission. Like The client needed it. And I, I got it for <laughs> I did a hell of a job at doing that. Right. And they're super happy with me right now. Like, they love me. Remember the other day we were celebrating? <laughs> yeah, but how much are you going to get paid on that, David? I don't know, man. I got to go look it up. <laughs> you'll, you'll tell me <laughs> yeah, when right? it closes. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. When it closes, we figure it out, right? Uh, and and, and I, you know what? I'm so glad to say, you know, that was our initial conversation when we first started. And I still operate that, like that right now. And it feels good to not have to worry about, you know, to not be in, you know, not, not have the pressure of being like, sell, 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 like you gotta sell, you gotta do this. Because like I said originally, I just not in a sales position, right? Mm -hmm. You know, just using my expertise and, you know, my organic skill set to just really help people find places that they want feels really good. And just, just keep learning from that and constantly keep moving yeah. forward with it. So that it's, has been great so far. It's all about helping people that wherever they're at in their journey of life or their phase of life and mm -hmm. make, helping them make that transition. And that's been our focus from day one. And I think that's really what's, that's what's helped us set ourselves apart with the individual client, right? Obviously, like there's a difference in real estate. You have to secure the client first and then it's the process after that, right? Yeah. We haven't even talked about how we secure the clients up front. That'll be a whole different conversation on a different day. But like right now, it's been really just focusing on what we're doing, like, to get them under contract and, and building that relationship long-term with them as well, which is also very key. Like yeah. we don't just, you don't just end the relationship, like boom, you're under contract. Talk to you later. We'll see you at the closing table or yeah. anything like that. Or even yeah. after we close, it's not like, all right, have a good life. Call me when you want to sell. Like, nah, nah bro, nah. we're, we're coming over. We're doing uh, pop buys. We're doing mm. client appreciation parties yeah. just to kind of keep that, keep that awareness and keep that presence in front of these guys as well. And like, also showing them that we appreciate them, you know? And it's it's tough, like, the more and more transactions you do, like, it's a little bit, I'll take a little bit more too. Um, but the more, thank 50, you. 50 uh, No, I'll just go straight. All right. Um, but the more and more, okay, we can put a little bit. Of, you hey. did, he gave me the face. Hey. <laughs> he was like, bruh, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> I was just we gonna minimize it if it was straight. We are midday. I do. I want to yeah. get through it before we be slurring. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This will turn into a whole different podcast in a second because we can talk. But um, but yeah, and so like uh, it's about to me. It's really about doing those little things. And like I was saying, so like as you're doing more and more transactions, thank you, sir. Um, we get to a point where like we can't do as many one-on-ones with these with our clients, right, and with our friends. Um, and we still try to do as many as we possibly can, but that's where the client appreciation parties come into play too. Yeah. And it's awesome because not only do we get to spend some one-on-one -on -one time with them, we get to connect them with other like-minded people. Yeah. 
and um, and you're a master at that. I remember uh, when we first became friends and we first started hanging out, um, you had a party at your house mm -hmm. and you invited Nacy and myself over there and then you had a bunch of other friends and you were like, I, you had specific people that you wanted to connect. Of course, I, and now that you say that, of course I do, right? Because <laughs> how I focus on people and their personalities, yep. right? Yep. And I, I can see it, but go ahead. So the person you connected me with uh, I've been friends with ever since that day, Ooh. right? That was Burger. Oh, yeah, yeah. And wow. so, like after yeah. that, like I think a year or two later, um, Burger invited me to come and play on his flag football team. Granted, that's also why I have a broken ankle now. Yeah, but uh, you know it's recovering. <laughs> so, but um, but Burger invited me to come play on his football team, and like we've been boys ever yeah. since then. And you've been able to help him secure a place. Exactly. Yeah. So we helped him buy a place in 2020 as well. And um, actually, no, that was, that was, was it 2020? God, the time flies. 2020, 2021. Um, but we, man, helped him secure a place. That was a crazy deal. Yeah. Um, that one, all right, sidetrack. So that deal <laughs> um, with him, like the insane aspect of that was like, that house was, I mean, one of my favorite houses that I've sold ever. Um, it actually, I did in, in 2020, it was on, we did a, a top five, closings of 2020 and that was my number one closing of 2020 and it would still remain my number one closing of all time as well um, not necessarily because of the craziness of the deal just like when you talk about right property right fit um, like it was perfect yeah. man and um, so anyway so so with them on that deal they had hit me up I had showed them a property um, burger and Jamie I showed them a property like two years prior or a year prior and it was one that I had ma I made like a post on social media or something like that. And he hit me up and he was like, hey, that one seems interesting. Like, let's talk about it. Right. And um, it was one that was like way overpriced. We went to go see it. Uh, didn't make sense for them. But then we had a couple other properties. And so I think it was like two, two or three other properties. The other ones were already under contract. So it really came down to just one property. And so like, I, I, I think... Like when you talk about a property that looks 10 times better when you see it in person versus the photos, when we were going to see it, I thought like, yeah, this will just be another one that we go and check out. Yeah. And I get there and I'm like, oh my gosh, this house is amazing. Yeah. And so we walk through it and I, you know, you yeah. can tell with your clients and your friends, like yeah. as you're going through a house, you know if they want the house or not. Yeah. And so I could already sense it. So by time we like literally we got to the front porch and Jamie's like, Matt, I want this house. Make it happen. So I was like, say no more. Like, I'm already going to work for Especially you. Especially if it's still one. on the market. And you almost feel like it's like um, you're in a secret spot. Like, the world, although it's advertised <laughs> to the world, they don't know this experience. Uh -huh. So take that off the market immediately, <laughs> yep. you know? One 100%. thing I think is important to talk about um, in line with this, and, you know, I noticed, I've noticed that you're, you and I are the only ones who refer to um, what everybody else would refer to, buyers and sellers, as our friends mm -hmm. and and i think the reason why we're so successful with that is you know some of the feedback that we've gotten from um you know people that we've helped find homes right yeah. and sell homes we don't just walk through a home and treat treat a home like a product and the people like just the consumer you know we'll walk through a home and i'll walk out immediately and say no nope, no nope, this just isn't the place why you said you want a closet you said you wanted this you said you wanted that you know it's not worth putting a contract in just mm -hmm. to get into an inspection period for you to then see it and then realize mm -hmm. it let's walk away and let's go see what else is going on and um a lot of people have respected that and then 
also when you get to a point where you know everyone understands that you have their best interest in heart yeah. right you know then that trust comes in yep. and then in a in talking about today's market right you have buyers have to do and yeah well mainly buyers buyers have to come to the table and for for the most part in very uncomfortable situations in yeah. terms of the initial deposit you know in terms of a shorter inspection period mm -hmm. in terms of a shorter closing date right and it, the reason why it's fun for us is because we've already built that trust and we've turned everybody into friends right mm -hmm. you know we connect with people and for someone to say yes you know here's $150,000 I'm going to put down for escrow deposit, you know, and yes, I'll agree to your two day inspection because, you know, you have an inspector that can get inspected in two days, mm -hmm. you know, only because we've built that and created friendships. Right. Yeah. And they trust us because we just haven't said markets low. This is your best shot. Jump on it. Yeah. Resell, whatever, X, Y, and Z. So I think we do a really good job. I know we do a really good job at, you know, creating friends and part of creating those friendships, um, has been a very good foundation for our success. Yeah. You know? I think going into that, like one of the biggest things is, and what we've what we've coached our agents mm -hmm. is about not being commission hungry, yeah. right? Because I feel that when somebody is commission hungry, they start making decisions for themselves yep. rather than their clients. So true, right? man. So so, so true. So, that's a that's a major play in this situation and that's the hwre group philosophy mm -hmm. so we absolutely at, at the end of the day i don't care what the commission looks we just don't care what commission looks like right mm -hmm. what we want to do is make sure that you're providing a1 customer service to the buyer to the seller and you know as of what, what when was it last week we we um welcomed the new partner mm -hmm. um we call agents and team members partners because we're part of a group and you know we just partner with other mm -hmm. people and hey david you know i wanted to get some script on x y and z so instead of me taking the time to go through and say oh here's the script when someone calls you or here's the script with this and that i completely avoided any scripting right instead we just focused on getting you educated on today's market yep. helping you become the expert at what's happening in today's real estate market right you don't need a script to connect with people um, you just need to be an expert in your field and be able to, you know, coach and guide somebody through whatever season of life that they're currently in. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest difference um, in terms of what we bring to the table and what me personally, you know, again, coming into this industry, I just didn't jump in. You know, I, you know, met with brokers. I met with agents. I went to events and talked to other agents and see what they like to do and what they don't like to do and their perspectives on the market and just kind of, um, you know, develop my own processes and procedures and our own culture and SOP. Mm -hmm. um, and without this feel like, you know, you're using these strategic words to maneuver through a conversation to get somebody to do something that they otherwise wouldn't, you know, instead, hey, welcome to our family. We're all a group of friends and we're going to leverage our network and our turnkey system. You can mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit, too. Yeah. Right. That's what I love is just <laughs> our turnkey system that we receive zero kickbacks for outside of a successful closing and constantly moving forward and getting a lot of transactions on the deal. 100%. So just to jump into that, so like what we focus on when it comes down to our, our clients is we're trying to make this process as stress-free as possible, right? We don't want them to have to go search for something or identify somebody to do this or that for them or whatever it may be. So like our focal point is always making sure that we've got a connection and a reference to go to somebody to take care of whatever it is and then we will schedule it and plan everything out for them as well so like i mean we've had we've had situations where clients were buying a property and they knew 
at that point in time that they were going to need a new roof. Nick. Boom, we've got a guy for it inside well, the inspection period. Well, we're hell, already out there getting the inspection. <laughs> hell, speak to our partner now who's currently in an inspection period, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we've got, um, good point. So we've got uh, another one of our partners. Um, she's under contract on her first deal and inside her first 30 days officially in real estate. Because that's how we get down. Any uh-huh. partner that joins our team, <laughs> any partner that joins our team, in that first 30 to 90 days, they're getting on a contract and we expect three to five contracts, three to five um, properties and families or individuals purchasing the homes that they want and that they need um, within the first 30 mm-hmm. to 90 days. Yep. yep, yep. And we can get in, we'll get into that in either a little bit later today or another episode. <laughs> it depends on what we're doing on terms of time. But, but currently. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this particular uh, part. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we'll wrap it up after this one. So, um, with this particular partner, so what she was going through is a house completely remodeled, completely remodeled. And of course they didn't pull a permit for not a damn thing in that house. You got to at least pull one for the roof. Not even the roof. Like do the walls, move your bathrooms (laughs) around, but but insurance cares about one thing. That's the only (laughs) thing they they had to do. They care about the roof. (laughs) And so not even the roof. And and um, the particular agent, like, they're sitting there talking like, oh, well, we didn't touch the roof. If you see the picture, they bought the house two months ago. Yeah. And if you see the pictures from two months ago, it ain't the same roof, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it is not the same roof. So anyway. It's a seller's market, so they can do it. it yeah, yeah, exactly. We So what we, what we focus on is what can we do strategically to help our client out if they do want to move forward, right, and successfully be able to close on this property and not cost them an abundance of additional cash, right? Mm -hmm. So um, our conversation and and what she was working on is she contacted one of our, one of our partners. So um, our roofing contact, right? To see if we can um, get an engineer out there and get a cost and an estimate of what that would cost to do uh, a post permit. So like re-permitting the roof after it's already been completed. Now you might say, why do we want to do this? Well, there's a difference in insurance, whether you have a roof that shows that it has a permit and has a physical age on it versus no permit whatsoever, no physical age, your insurance quote is going to be significantly higher if you don't have that, right? In this in this case, insurance feels like the roof is at its end of life. Exactly. Because there is no permit to approve otherwise. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing behind that is, is like what's going on with some insurance companies is that they'll go ahead and they'll insure the house. Mm-hmm. No problem. Cool. Yep. You can close. And then two months later, they come around and they're like, ah, there's no life left on this. We're going to drop you. Otherwise, you got to replace yep. that roof. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to combat that up front in this particular situation. And so what the focal point has been is, all right, what can we do to um, get an age on this roof, right? Essentially re-permit the roof or permit the roof for the first time, actually, after it's already been done. So she was hammering the phones yesterday, um, figuring out strategies and what we could do. And then- On the um, phone with the city. Exactly. She called the city. She called our roofer. She got in it. So at the end of the day, what ended up happening is that she needed to have an engineer come out. The engineer needs to inspect a portion of the roof and then give their stamp of approval. And then from there, they will be able to use that to get a permit. And so she got all of that situated and coordinated. So now she's off to the- like she. Two days ago, it was, this deal may not close anymore. Like, yep. this this is going to be tough. Like, I have to tell my client. And then now she's 100% solution-oriented. Boom, this is what we're going to do. 
Um, the client's extremely ecstatic about being able to keep this property and um, we just have to do X, Y, Z to move this thing forward. And so, so something that seems very um, like um, tedious and oh Lord, what we have to do, we're just able to leverage our turnkey, mm -hmm. our turnkey partners. Like we have someone for every issue that would come up inside real estate, outside of real estate, right? <laughs> yeah, well this, this client's on a cruise right now. Yeah, right? Yeah, so exactly. he's enjoying his vacation. So, so when you hear engineers, when you hear <laughs> permitting apartment here and roofing, it's like, hey, no, just call this guy. Mm -hmm. He'll get you squared away mm -hmm. and get you a quote and then you, you'll be good to go and you'll be comfortable. The buyers will be happy. We have them taken care of. We always have someone from the front end, whether you need um, you know, a lender from insurance, from roofing, from a handyman to a title company, to closing, to landscape, to pest control. We've 1031 done 1031 intermediary, yep. Yep. like which is actually really important too. Yep. So let's jump on that real quick. Um, I've had a client who used their own mm -hmm. um, because they secured their 1031 before they connected with me. Yep. And they talked about how bad that process was. Yep. Like that's something where like, if you have to use a 1031 intermediary, um, you don't wanna just choose some random person. Yeah. You want somebody who's gonna educate you along the process mm -hmm. and make sure that you're like, you're going to minimize your tax burden as much as possible and use that 1031 exchange to its full potential. And she, and, and this client didn't yeah. because they, um, they ended up in a situation where they actually took some of the cash from the property that they sold early on because she didn't know. Yeah. And she's got a huge tax bill on that money now. <laughs> huge yeah. tax bill. So she was not happy about that. And then even like down to securing the property and, and hitting the timeline, like um, there was just a lack of education. So by the time she had come to me, uh, we were in like the last week. Yeah. And it was like, if we don't secure a property I within remember. this week, um, I'm going to owe the government a lot more money in taxes. And so... We had to go out and hit the pavement and find her, find her a property as soon as we possibly could. And, and what I love about that example uh, in our team is that you hear a lot of people saying, I have buyers in this industry and I have been unable to get my buyer in a home here. On a, we just don't have that issue mm -hmm. because we're able to, yeah, inventory is low. So what inventory low for us just kind of means like, hey, we have to set your expectation as a buyer for what you can and cannot afford, yep. right? And you know, what's still in line with, you know, what you're looking for. Yep. And, and I'm, I can't say it because you were in that market. I, I wasn't in that particular market, but we still end up getting our buyers a home without worrying about oh, this buyer for 90 days, 120 days, we can't mm -hmm. get them there. We've been able to leverage our skill sets to get all of our buyers homes. Yep. And so instead of sitting here having this conversation of 1031, I got two weeks to use it, not a word came out of your mouth like, oh, inventory is low. How am I going to get this person on <laughs> the contract? You're just like, yep, we got two weeks, to, you know, so I need to work with you and get mm -hmm. you in the right mindset and I'll get you a property. And 100%. boom, you just got a property. 100%. Yeah. And, and, and into full circle back into um, the, the benefit of our turnkey services that we have and our team that surrounds us are like recently with one of our team members who had a particular buyer and a condo situation where we had to leverage, we have to actually match up um, the personalities from our inspector team, our insurance mm -hmm. teams with the actual clients, right? Mm -hmm. You know, just we're all humans and we have people that we work well with, yep. right? So, you know, we've probably all dealt with different CPAs or different tax accountants. And, you know, although they all might be experts in their field, 
this one gets you, right? Yeah. Kind of like how like the Discover advertisements are, right? Yeah. When you call us, it's like talking to yourself. And so we've done a really good job at making sure our turnkey serve the uh, our turnkey partners that we're able to actually line them up with the personalities of our buyers. So you know the culture that we offer our particular friends, yep. they actually feel that with whoever else we introduce them to along the whole entire process. Yep. And that has been great 100%. so far as well, and has definitely separated us um, from any existing you know team that's out there from my perspective i would agree definitely would agree well um i think we have officially hit our time limit for today um but thank you and yeah, obviously pleasure, like man. this is going to be something that you guys will get the benefit of seeing a lot <laughs> right so he's the most extroverted <laughs> introvert i've known in my life and um i've been working to get this dude on camera for a while he does it very well yeah. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited for us to do more of this. So let's just get yeah. a quick cheers. Absolutely, man. To HWRE Group. HWRE Group. Let's go.